From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Monday, February 1st, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Governor Mike DeWine is introducing his two-year state budget proposal today, the second of his administration, but the first to reflect priorities spurred by the coronavirus. ONN's Dave James reports. Last month, DeWine ordered $390 million across-the-board budget cuts for the rest of the fiscal year ending in June, but he also released $260 million for schools and universities, noting the revenue shortfall during this fiscal year wasn't as bad as the last one, when businesses shut down and unemployment spiked. The two-year budget pays for a vast chunk of Ohio government programs from funding for schools and universities, the cost of running parks and prisons, and Medicaid. The governor, House, and Senate must iron out a final plan by July 1st. Dave James, ONN News. Ohio Senator Rob Portman is one of 10 Republican senators meeting with President Joe Biden today on an alternative COVID-19 relief package. Portman appeared on CNN's State of the Union yesterday, stating the group's proposal would commit $600 billion to COVID-19 relief. That's less than a third of the $1.9 trillion package Biden's administration has proposed. Portman said he hopes Biden meant it when he said he would reach across the aisle. And my hope is the president will meet with us and we'll be able to work out something that is bipartisan. We've done it five times, you know. We've had five COVID-19 packages that are entirely bipartisan. Let's let's do it again because that's what would be best for the country. President Biden previously expressed a willingness to work with Republicans, but doesn't need any Republican votes for the package to pass the U.S. House and Senate. The state's largest school district is returning to blended learning today. Clay Gordon has more. Columbus City Schools tried the first week of November to transition back, but quickly returned to remote as COVID-19 cases increased. The district hasn't been in the classroom since March 13th. Michael Cole, a CCS board member, says now that numbers are trending lower in the county, it's a chance to seriously reconsider how to get back to normalcy for students and staff. We are very, very serious about maintaining the protocols. We want to make sure that all of the protocols will be followed. I'm Clay Gordon. The Ohio Education Association says it's encouraging teachers and other school staff members to get the coronavirus vaccine when it becomes available in their district. Dave James has more. OEA President Scott DeMauro says he's not sure schools across the state can be fully back in class by March 1st, as instructed by Governor DeWine. We're not particularly happy about using the vaccine essentially as a bargaining chip to say only if you make this commitment will you get the vaccine. But overall, we're glad that school employees are included in this phase of vaccines. DeMauro says he also would have liked to have seen a higher priority for the vaccine be given to poorer districts where problems are exacerbated by the pandemic. Dave James, ONN News. Ohio's attorney general has reached an agreement with First Energy Corporation related to House Bill 6 that will result in the company giving up millions, Tracy Townsend reports. Written into House Bill 6 was a conservation support rider, which basically guaranteed a certain level of profit for First Energy no matter what happened to the market. Yost says they were ready to get the government involved to turn that around, but they have reached an agreement with First Energy instead. That's $2 billion over future years that would have been taken out of the Ohio economy, out of consumers' pockets. 
Agnos' office has already stopped any payments that taxpayers would have been required to make under House Bill 6. I'm Tracy Townsend. The owner of a wedding venue in Columbus says the governor's plan to relax the evening curfew a bit at a time, depending on COVID hospitalizations, is too complicated. Yolanda Harris reports. Mozart's Bakery and Event says the entire curfew should be dropped now because the current plan could pose bigger logistical challenges for customers and for staffing and problems for reservations. It's confusing. It's complicated. Every hour that they open is great. It's good for us because we can take in a little more revenue or some more monies, but it's just very confusing with scheduling, with so many different things there. He also calls the state restrictions on capacity unfair on businesses. I'm Yolanda Harris. Leaders of black churches in the Cleveland area continue to work at encouraging members of their congregations to take the coronavirus vaccine when they're eligible. Andrew Horansky has the details. R.A. Vernon, the senior pastor of the Word Church in Warrensville Heights, hopes everyone does. We pray for a vaccine. And that prayer began to be answered with the church partnering with the County Board of Health to host a free vaccine distribution clinic to those in 1A and 1B groups, including Dr. Vernon himself, while offering assurances to to the black community, especially those who may be reluctant due to distrust based on historical health disparities. I'm Andrew Horansky. The family of Casey Goodson Jr., an unarmed Columbus man fatally shot by a police officer, gathered this past weekend to remember him on what would have been his 24th birthday. Brittany Bailey has more. People gathered at Goodale Park in downtown Columbus to hear Goodson's family speak. His mother says she's thankful for the support and promises justice for her son. We will get justice for Casey. There's no questions asked. Um, we don't think any other way it will happen. Goodson was shot and killed by Franklin County Sheriff's Deputy Jason Meade back in December. Meade's attorney says Goodson pointed a gun at him. However, Goodson's family says he was carrying food. Reporting in Columbus, Brittany Bailey. And authorities in the small Medina County community of Litchfield have issued a winter safety warning after a person died trying to rescue an animal. Michael Kelly has the story. Do not begins the warning from Litchfield Fire and Rescue on its Facebook page moments after a person died falling through into an icy pond trying to rescue the animal in below freezing temperatures on Saturday. The department also says the incident was one of two water rescues occurring simultaneously in the area. The Wayne County dive team was also called in to assist. That post goes on to urge people to call 911 instead of going into the water themselves. Michael Kelly, ONN News. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus and WKYC-TV in Cleveland for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.